Your health is our priority. Each series, it's our goal to make sure that we provide you with experts and guests that offer multiple perspectives so that you feel supported, empowered, and less alone. Like the work we do? Buy us a cup of coffee. Or tea. You can leave us a tip over at coffee.com slash the hip podcast, which is ko-fi.com slash the HIP podcast, or with the link in our show notes. When you buy us a cup of coffee, you not only support the work we do, but also gain access to early releases and downloadable resources. Again, that's coffee.com slash the hip podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Health It's Personal. Today, we have a really special episode because it's not part of any of our series, like our upcoming fall physical health series, but we are doing a really special back to school special with the students of Students Lifting Students or SLS. They are so amazing. We spoke with Noah and Vanessa today. They're juniors in high school and they are just taking the world by storm, helping students gain the knowledge that you can't learn in the classroom that's going to carry them through the rest of their lives and offering so many tools for emotional, physical, mental, educational support, really just everything. And we couldn't adore them more. Absolutely. And I keep using them as examples in conversations with older people, actually, you know, people my age and up, because a lot of the common refrains are, you know, about that generational, oh, young people, kids these days, you know, tale as old as time there. But especially these days, it seems like things are a little heightened. And I'm like, listen, the kids are all right for real. Here's the cool stuff some kids are doing. And it's awesome that they're even more professional than some of our colleagues. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, they're so professional. They're beyond, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. We're so thankful for the work that they're doing. And it's nice to do peer-to-peer support, right? It feels good to know that somebody your age and somebody that might seem like they have it all or somebody that might seem like they have it all together is struggling in certain areas too. And it just really makes a connection. And they're big proponents of the saying, you're not alone. And they want to make sure that people feel that way. And they want to know too, that when they need help, they can ask for it. And I just think it's incredible. Getting this information from people who are maybe more like you or closer in age to you is so helpful because they're going to be more in tune with what you need. Despite our best efforts, we might not know exactly what it is you're going through every day if we're a little bit older or if we're your teacher or something along those lines. And it's really great to have that connection, to have that peer-to-peer support. And also, I love how they are so focused on diversity with all of this in mind as well because with all of this, you know, there's so much to take into account. One video is not going to be for everyone. It's not going to help everyone in every situation. So that's probably the, the coolest thing I've seen them doing is really focusing on getting those various perspectives in. It's back to school for us too. And we've been supporting each other, right? Can you imagine if we would have had this when we were younger? Yeah, like I said earlier, (laughs) we got Smarties before our exams. (laughs) Yeah. It's the best support we got. (laughs) There you go. Good luck. Here's some sugar. Unlimited possibilities for them. Yeah. It's so cool. I like that you pointed that out too, because we have been supporting one another and we've actually started a mentorship program in our program to help new faculty who are just getting started. And it's really cool to see that peer-to-peer support. So it's something that continues giving throughout our entire lives. 
Yeah, I think we've been forgetting about young people for a while. And it's time that they I think they've just kind of taken it upon themselves to say, hey, we need some support too. And if we're not getting it from the adults in our lives, and many of them are, of course, we're definitely gonna give it to one another. Or if they have classmates who aren't getting that support, even if they are getting it, they're there for those others who who aren't. All the different things they're doing, they're so diverse and they just really tick all the boxes because they're students creating this for other students. So they know exactly what other students need. It's seems like it's not rocket science. (laughs) But (laughs) this is so wonderful. They're such great advocates. And we've learned so much from them. On their own podcast, they invite experts to talk about time management and mental health and all of these different things, you know, kind of like we're doing. And so we're just so excited that we got to do this back to school special with them. And please look forward to our physical health series coming out soon. We're so excited for that. But this is such a great introduction into the fall season. So please, everyone grab a cup of tea and enjoy. Health is harmony. When you're aligned to everything you believe in is when you feel that harmony and you feel peace. Trying to get to the root cause of things. That is just so much to learn. Can you be present in those moments in your life that mean the most? Because health, it's personal. Welcome, Noah and Vanessa. First of all, we are so blown away by all the work that you're doing, and we are so excited to chat with you today. First, would you mind explaining what your organization does and what led you to this incredible work? Yeah, for sure. So our organization is called Students Looking Students. We're a registered 501c3 nonprofit, completely student-run by students for students. And kind of what we do is we really focus on teaching students things that aren't really emphasized in classrooms. So these are things like mental health, productivity, time management, and more recently, personal finance. I remember taking a finance class in high school, but I don't remember. I think it just taught us how to do a checkbook, which I've never used. <laughs> so, um, so so, these are all things that we've always talked about, how they're so needed. Oh my gosh. So we love it so much. It's funny that you mentioned checkbooks. We've actually heard that from somebody just recently we were speaking out with this and how they had some adults that they were uh, working with that didn't know how to do it. Uh, and, and so it's humorous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at that awkward generation where I'm like half old fashioned, half (laughs) on understand the technology. So, but how did you get involved, Noah? How did that all start for you? So a long time ago, Students Lifting Students was going to do something entirely different, but hit some roadblocks there. And so we said, okay, how else can we make an impact or how else can we be helping students? And so, you know, we found this way. I always say it kind of started during exams week back in December of this past year. And it was a very stressful time, exams week. I mean, some later nights, uh, lots of studying and everything of that nature. And I saw the statistic and it was something to the tune of the fact that two thirds of information that we learn in school, we don't actually need in real life. And that the average person doesn't actually use. And amidst exam week and studying and late nights, that did not go over well for me. Uh, and, and so <laughs> You're just getting uh, more and more mad. <laughs> it, yes. It's it just, you know, all this history and everything like that is great for some people, but not for the majority. And so, you know, we want, we always say that we want to teach what everybody needs and not just what some minority of people need. That's so wonderful. And, you know, those classes like history and maths and sciences definitely inform everything that we do. I have also heard of school programs where they treat it more like a college where you choose your path so that you're not spending time on something that you're not interested in. 
But when you don't have people catering to your needs, then that's where you come in. Yeah. Exam week is super stressful. I remember at Max's old school, a lot of the moms would hand out like nice things for the whole entire exam week, great food, healthy food, you know, stand at the door and like just, (laughs) you know, help students like, and the worst part about it was I think we would hand out some really nice healthy food. But I think your stomach is so like nervous, it's hard to eat before exams, isn't it? All I got was a pack of Smarties. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no. And you're I don't like, know if the science funny. that one quite yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes you smart. <laughs> so I know that this organization stems from kind of this one particular desire to help students in a specific way. Do you each have like a personal connection to what made you feel really passionate about it? Like, I know you mentioned the statistic with exams week, but. I'd love to hear if there's something that really draws you. Yeah, as students ourselves, I think it's we're really connected with the organization. And as we have, obviously, all of our friends are students. We see like a lot of the struggles that our classmates and friends go through. And we just really want to help but kind of relieve that stress and pressure and give some quick tips on what they can do to maybe help help them through their school journey. I so admire what you're doing. And it takes the f- some different forms. Is that right? You're prevalent on social media, love all your videos, and you have a podcast. What other ways are you helping students? So, you know, we're obviously trying to kind of take a multifaceted approach because we want to be available to everybody. And not everybody accesses information in the same way these days. And there's so many different avenues to reach people. And so, you know, like you said, we use social media and these sorts of things. And, you know, we're trying to get into some different schools, middle schools right now, seventh and eighth grade level to run some events come the new year. So that is a active work in progress for us. And obviously the new podcast, uh, which I'm sure we'll spend some more time talking about at some point here, you know, that's been another avenue to maybe hit people that have a longer commute to school and uh, need a little something to listen to on their way. And so, you know, we're trying a couple different things. Can I just tell you when I saw your grade tracker, I'm like, this is brilliant because Sean and I teach college level students. And when I was in college, we had to like use a calculator to figure out our grades. And we were about pulling our hair out because you get to the end and you didn't know what your grade was going to be. But to have one that just kind of fits all of your classes, I think that's incredible. Yeah. And the grades were put in like by hand the last week. Nothing was graded prior to that at all. Yeah, we never <laughs> knew like what our grade was going into the last week or exams or anything like that. That does not work for me. That would cause me too much anxiety and drive down my scores in those exams. And so we're hopeful. It's a, something I was doing just before this actually is working on a bug updates for it and just kind of a couple of the small tweaks to hopefully improve the experience, make it a little bit more user friendly for people who don't know spreadsheets as well. And so hopefully we can see some continued development with that. Absolutely. I know you're joking when you're talking about it would give you anxiety to not have that. But a lot of these tools are really curbing anxiety for students. And that's such a huge deal. Is there something else that you've noticed students are really struggling with right now in particular? Um, I think that one main thing that we've been really focusing on lately, especially at the beginning of the school year, is time management and kind of like getting back into the groove of things and trying to like time block all of your things to make sure that you finish everything in time. And, you know, another thing that kind of tags along with that time management is asking for help. I think a lot of teachers, they're doing a better and better job at emphasizing that that first week and that they are there to help you. I don't know if that experience, and I can't testify to whether or not it does, if that carries over across most schools or if that is a 
particular to our school or anything like that. But I think that asking for help is really something that students, especially high schoolers, tend to struggle with. And so, you know, we emphasize that, I think Vanessa can testify too, within our own SLS team, in that we are here to help each other. And that when one person needs some support, you know, we're there to offer it to them so that one day when we need support, they're ready to offer it back to us. And so that supportive and asking for help is something that we really need to try to emphasize to students these days because people are there to help them. We're not in this alone. That's so true. What do you think it is, Noah, about some students? You obviously all know how to advocate for yourselves, but what do you think it is about asking for help that's so intimidating? I think one of the biggest things is it can be a pride issue. And what goes along with that is they worry that they're the only one. I used to be a math tutor, actually. So this is something that I really talked about with students that I tutored in math, because I think math is one of those ones because it's such a right or wrong answer sort of subject where you're either, you know, you got it or you didn't. People worry about throwing an idea out there about how to do it. But what I'm learning as I progress through more and more math, I'm doing uh, AB Calc AB this year, is that math is all about throwing out ideas, being wrong, knowing why you're wrong so that you can do it differently the next time. And, and I think that's a big thing. And so I think it's a pride thing and b- being okay that you're not always going to be right. And that if you are struggling, I assure you there is at least one other person in the class that is too. You know, you're never alone, as we've now said a couple times today. We say it a lot too. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. And I just want to mention really quickly, you're absolutely right. And now I'm not sharing this story like exactly because it was a long time ago, but there was... Um, a school in Japan that had their students answer questions on the board. And there was a student where the teacher noticed that he was doing something incorrectly. So he had him on paper. So he had him step up to the board and answer like a math problem. And he got it wrong in front of the whole class. And he felt so embarrassed. And students were like, oh, like, no, (laughs) that's not right. And kind of like maybe heckling him a little bit. I'm not sure. But the teacher had him stand up there and solve it until he had it right. And I'm sure he was sweating and felt so humiliated, probably at first, but all the students were really encouraging him. And then he answered it, he figured it out. And then they all cheered. And um, this psychologist was talking about how beneficial it is to fail and accept that and be okay with it, because that's the only way that you can solve the problem in the end. I think um, another one of the reasons why students really struggle with asking for help and asking questions is like the idea that they should know exactly what they're doing and that there's like this expectation that they should always know the correct answer. And I think it's really important to also kind of relating to that story to get rid of the negative connotation with asking for questions. I love that. Yeah. And I think that kind of ties into the issues that we see when students go to college and then enter the workforce after that. We see a lot of people kind of diving in and having those same struggles. And I was also know what you were saying about being afraid to ask for help or feeling alone in that situation. I kind of looked back to my time being an honors student or in AP classes, dual enrollment. And sometimes you do feel like, you know, especially when everyone else around you is talking about, you know, how great they're doing and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, So it's really important to remember there's at least one other person in there who's probably feeling the same way. So I love that you said that. Additional pressure in those instances, like people that struggle with school probably feel so much pressure, but also people who are great at school, I imagine feel a lot of pressure as well. (laughs) I don't think this is everywhere. I don't presume to know, but there's also, you know, a competition aspect, you know, for better, for worse. I think some level of competition can be good, friendly competition, 
uh, you know, to motivate you, but then it can become detrimental if it's too much and about who's taking the more difficult courses, who's getting the better grades, you know, then it becomes, you know, kind of toxic. And so there's certainly a balance and you got to toe the line. That grind culture. (laughs) (laughs) And in middle school. One of the best things about this podcast for us is all the amazing and insightful people we've met. Throughout each of our series, we've seen many common threads. That's why we created the Health It's Personal Inspiration Line to celebrate our unique perspectives and let others around us know that we get it too. We teamed up with artist Cloud Ramkey to help bring these common threads to life. We've all dealt with challenges in our lives that make us stronger. Hence, our new favorite saying, thanks for the trauma. We make sure to remind our listeners and friends that you're not alone and that it's always a judgment-free zone because that's where the best conversations start. Our designs are on t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, water bottles, coffee mugs, stickers, and so much more. These are great gifts for friends, loved ones, educators, caretakers, and advocates to help show your people that you care about their health and well-being. Head over to bonfire.com slash thehippodcast, our website, or our show notes for links to the merchandise, and stay tuned for future inspirational designs and messages too. How have these resources and the work that you're doing has been received? Yeah, I would say that we've grown a lot within the past couple of months. Actually, recently, I would say one of our biggest accomplishments is a reel that we posted, I think last week, reached 7,000 views and got a couple hundred likes. That was really exciting because that really motivated us and showed us that our content was reaching, is actually helping people. So I would say that our work is pretty well received. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time, right? Yes, it does. We have our team meetings now every Friday during the school year. And so one of the things that I'm planning to emphasize tomorrow is that we're growing. It's slow, but that's still growth and that's okay. It doesn't always happen quickly. And so slow growth is still growth. And so that's what we're seeing, but we're hopeful that slow growth continues. And from what we've seen so far, it's definitely looking good from an outsider perspective. (laughs) I'd say you're pretty successful. Yeah. This is so needed. And so it'll reach the people that it needs to reach in its time. There's no doubt that it will make a difference. You know, it's one of those things that you can't measure usually by clicks and likes and things like that, because it's reaching more people than you think. Very easy to fall into that trap. Yeah, it is easy to fall into the trap. And that's what we're trying to avoid, right, with all this mental health stuff. But it's evergreen. It's for everyone. It's always every school year, right? That you can share this stuff and know that it's helping someone. And that must feel really rewarding. Yes, it does. Very much so. Very much so. So kind of circling back a little bit to just that big trouble area that you you noted about time management, which is something that anyone of, of any age can struggle with, something that we've all been struggling with the last few years in particular. Do you have any kind of practical tips or takeaways that you've found to work best for you or your audience that you've been helping with these things? Yes. I think that the best way to help combat time management and really manage your time in an effective way is just getting started. I feel like getting started is like the hardest part in anything. So yeah, we really, we focus on that. And then also um, making lists and just knowing exactly what you have to do and when you have to do it by is really helpful. 1000%. And for me, because I tend to be that type of person that I don't do a great job of saying no to things. It's something I need to work on and understand that I can't do it all despite how much I want to. And so for me, having a calendar that is very, very accurate is very important to me. And I will block time on that calendar 
for certain things of homework or projects or tests that I need to study for to ensure that I actually stick to my schedule and get those sorts of things done or else I'll end up working on SLS, you know, an hour longer than I should have when I should have studied a little bit more for that test. Because uh, sometimes it's tough to, for me to turn off the switch, but to-do lists can be a huge help, that's for sure. It's really fun to work on the things that you're passionate about, right? And I love the calendar point because I was just talking to a friend earlier about that. Like I was trying to plan all of these different things that are happening this fall and had to check with, you know, check with him on dates. And I was saying, you know, I have to make sure everything's marked perfectly because otherwise there's going to be a lot of overlap. I mean, we were just kind of having that conversation like, you know, Google Calendar versus a physical calendar for some people. Having the notifications is great. Other times you might dismiss it and ignore it. So maybe a physical, you know, at your desk calendar can be better for you. <laughs> So um, you are all very academic and you're doing all kinds of things outside of school as well. And now you're helping all of your peers, which is such an incredible thing to be doing, starting your new podcast. How are you all staying balanced? I think the best way to stay balanced and make sure you don't get burnt out is by taking a lot of breaks. We've made several videos about this in the past, kind of talking about the importance of breaks and also what you can do during your breaks. Do you have any quick examples about that? Like one of your yeah. favorites, maybe? <laughs> so um, in a video that I'll be releasing in a couple of weeks, I think, we talked about the Pomodoro method and studying for a short amount of time and then taking a break. And also the importance of making sure those breaks don't get too long because it's easy to procrastinate and um, lose your train of thought. We talked about good things to do during your break. So taking walks, checking emails, texting friends, and just getting caught up with like. No, I'll throw in there too. One of the things that Vanessa and I do along with a couple of our friends is uh, we tend to get on a service called Fiveable each night or each weekday. And it we put in our to-do list and everybody can see each other's to-do list. And so it kind of creates an accountability atmosphere where you can say, okay, they said they're going on break for three minutes, but that task bar hasn't moved at all. Better check in on there and make sure they're still, you know, not dozing off or anything like that. And so, you know, accountability can be, be a big thing, right? And uh, working with others, as long as it's in a productive way and you can focus with that group of people. Yeah, you all know where your heart's coming from and you're doing it in a kind, productive way. I love that. Yeah. And um, our physical health series is coming out in the fall and we interviewed a scientist about the importance of sleep. And you recently shared some more content about teens and sleeping. Uh, why is this so important? And what are some of your tips to help people your age shut things down and get some rest. For setting things down, that's a very difficult one for me. There seems to be a theme running here today, um, but that's a difficult one for me. Uh, so I have a to-do list or some little notepads that sit at my desk here. And I set, I always make sure I have one on my nightstand next to me while I'm sleeping. So that if a thought comes into my head of something that I need to do or something I want to look into, I go ahead and I write it down. And hopefully if it works, it clears that out of my head, at least most of the time. I give it like a 90% success rate. And so that's one of the big things for me and accepting that there is always more work to do, especially with school. I, I'm one of those huge people that loves to work ahead. And so it becomes very easy to fall into a trap of always, you know, not learning to take breaks like Vanessa was talking about. Yeah, because something not being some, satisfied. If you work ahead like that, I, I know that pattern because then you're never done, right? You're always yes. working ahead. <laughs> yes. And so I can find it difficult sometimes to accept the fact that, you know what? There's going to be more work, but I can do it in the morning and just saying, you know what, I'm going to let that go and I'm going to go prioritize sleep now because that's important. That's great advice for people in all different journeys of their life right now because a lot of 
us young professionals are working from home. And it's super easy to get up and go sit down at your desk and work and then eat and then work and then go for a walk. And then suddenly it's 11 p.m. And you're like, I've been working since 7 a.m. What what am I doing? <laughs> so yeah, that's great. <laughs> I kind of wanted to maybe for listeners who are on the other side, they work a little behind schedule or they struggle with, you know, maybe ADHD, anything like that. It's okay to also still take those breaks and to still go to sleep because you will do better work if you are well rested or if you're in the right headspace. So don't feel guilty either. If you're not working ahead, you can still definitely go to sleep. I've had students reach out, um, especially over the summer in our summer courses it's been really tough. Things are really fast paced and they were a little behind and they'd still reach out to me and say, listen, I could get it done tonight. It's not going to be my best work. Would you be okay if I submitted it tomorrow morning instead? And absolutely, because we, you know, I personally as a teacher would rather have them do their best work and feel comfortable doing that than to suffer. And, you know, so hopefully you have good teachers too, but (laughs) toot my own horn. No, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it works for everyone in that situation. So sleep is important. Yeah. And on the note of students that might be going through something may not feel as comfortable in an academic setting who might have ADHD or another learning situation. What do you recommend and how do you support students that have different learning styles than you do or different excitement about the material, you know? I think that something that's really important to remember is that school isn't 100%. It's not everything. It's really important to focus on the things that you're passionate about, but it is also important to focus on school yeah, and get that education that you really need. But just remembering that if you like get a bad grade on a test, it's okay. You can get better and flip that pancake, make another one. Yeah. You know, everybody has a different path. And uh, I was actually talking to Priyanka a couple hours ago. And we were talking about season two of the podcast, which is hopefully in the plans and coming eventually uh, and thinking about, okay, what are we going to do? And one of the things that we thought about uh, was bringing in a student perspective and students from a you know diverse field of view, because everybody has a different experience. Everybody has their own path. So bringing in some student perspectives that could offer their insights because the SLS team doesn't know everything. We're guides, you know, we are not the gurus or the guides. And so if we can bring in those different perspectives, we can hopefully open a channel for everybody to have somebody to relate to, somebody to, you know, kind of understand and connect with. And so hopefully that's something that we're looking at doing in season two. That whole you're not alone thing that you're talking about, right? You want someone to feel like they're not alone. That's really cool. Would you mind telling us a bit about the structure of your podcast? So obviously you have met Priyanka. Priyanka runs our entire podcast. And what we try to do is because as students, we have the personal experience, but we don't always have the expertise or the education to make, you know, kind of expert statements about everything. And so the goal of our first season of the podcast was to bring in experts, adults that really know the nitty gritty of what they're talking about, about things like mental health and personal finance and time management and all these different topics that we like to discuss from our point of views. We want to bring the experts to do that. And so Priyanka brings them on and she, and she interviews them and uh, gives them an opportunity to share the knowledge that they have and does her best to connect what they're saying, what their experiences are, what their education needs them to conclude and connect that to what students are experiencing and how they can apply that knowledge into you know, their daily school lives or lives outside of school. I love this style of your podcast. It's very similar to what we do because we have our expertise, but we can't say 
all this stuff about health because none of us are medical professionals. And it's nice just to share people's stories. Can you tell us where our listeners can go and find out more about you and what you're doing right now? We have a really big social media presence. That's kind of our big thing that we emphasize. So we're currently on Instagram. Our handle is at students lifting students underscore. Um, we're on LinkedIn, so you can find us there with some other tips. YouTube, where we post some of our longer videos, it's students lifting students. And I think that's it, Noah. You know, it's always great to check out our website, studentsliftingstudents.org. And that's where you can find all of the different resources and get to them, including things like our podcast, which we have made available on hopefully any platform that people have, it should be there. There's a way for them to access it. So all of that is on the website too. And all of the content, you know, we update that in the website every week or so to make sure that it's reflecting the most recent videos we've uploaded and that sort of thing. So it's a great place to look for the overarching summary as well. The website's looking very good, by the way. The Instagram mm-hmm. too looks amazing. It's Well, perfect. and I was going to ask you about LinkedIn because you are the most professional young people I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just so impressed by you and um, how generous you are too with all of your knowledge. But you all have really professional LinkedIn profiles. And I noticed, Noah, that you did a video about LinkedIn. Why do you think that's so important for someone your age? I'm actually against a personal social media account. I am not a huge fan. I think that it's very easy to fall into a you know a trap that can very seriously affect your mental health. Now, I think that there is a way to do it correctly. And I think SLS is using that to hopefully promote good practices. I think LinkedIn, though, is a great place for students to find internships and really build a personal network because having a personal network can really come through at some key times. Because there's people out there, like we've talked about today, you're not alone. There's people out there that can help. So when, you know, I know when I get to things like college applications, it's a place where I can go and say, hey, is anybody willing to, you know, do a peer review for me? Is anybody willing to take a look at this? And it can be really important. And I'll go back to internships here for a minute. If you can build that, it can almost act as a resume for you as well. In a place where, say, if for things like this, we're meeting new people, it allows you to then connect with them and stay connected in a professional way, unlike the kind of the personal way that a typical social media platform would function. And so it gives you an opportunity to showcase yourself and present yourself. It's kind of a place, you know, one of our interview questions when people apply to join our SLS team is you have 30 seconds to brag about yourself without having to worry about being humble. And so I think it's almost a place where you can <laughs> not be worried about bragging about yourself. And so it's, it's a place to do that. It's a place to connect with others, reach out for help. It's a great platform. I love saying it like that because when you interview, you have to sell yourself and you have to tell them why you like what things you not sell yourself in a negative sense, but tell them what you're working on and what you're excited about and what you're passionate about. But it can be really uncomfortable to do that. And I think just being honest and being like, just brag for 30 seconds. Now, after this, I want to all three of us to brag about ourselves for 30 seconds. Well, actually, we'll wrap things up here in a second, but actually... We're wanting to do some live events soon, too. So it would be great if we could arrange something and maybe we can have your whole team on and do 30 second brags and just chat and stuff somewhere. That would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. But this has been so wonderful. And the last thing we like to ask all of our guests is what fills your cup? What do you do to take care of yourself because you're constantly pouring into others? Kind of going back to where we were talking earlier, like taking breaks and finding the time to do things that you really enjoy doing, hanging out with friends, talking with family, and just making sure you aren't too caught up with your work is really important. 
all about finding balance, family, friends, you know, and being human. I've had a couple of teachers actually tell me today that they are not going to assign weekend homework, which the class resounded very excitedly to, because they feel that it's a time for us to be human. And I think that's important. So being human, for me, doing things like SLS, things that you're passionate about, that can fill your cup too. And, you know, that can be a break because if it's fun, you know, it's not work to me. And so finding things that you're passionate about, what you're interested in, and really just taking the chance to explore those. Yeah. I just saw, just saw a meme earlier about how like, oh, I'm going to take my, a break from my mundane everyday work and, and do this really intensive, like mentally exhausting, fun task afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so burnt out at work. I'm going to go make my own clothes now. (laughs) But yeah, it could be exhausting, but fun at the same time too. It, It helps refill your cup in a different way for sure. Yeah sometimes more intellectually. All this has been so wonderful. We can't thank you two enough for joining us today. And of course, everyone will be able to listen to us on the SLS podcast. And we're so excited for season two. We just want to thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you you for having us. It's been great. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Health It's Personal. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts for bonus episodes and new releases every Wednesday. Please listen, subscribe, engage, and send us topics we can explore that would help you on your journey. Because health, it's personal.